When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody. Welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. I promise I was 100% ready for this podcast and didn't realize at <laughs> nine o'clock that we were supposed to be live and had to start making my intro movie, intro video, and everything, and then realized that I'd put the stream up live. Promise that didn't happen, but it actually did. But uh, <laughs> how's everyone doing? How are you doing? I'm joined today by James. James is at the hold1874 on Twitter, and I'm sure you guys have all seen him. Um, and I'm delighted to have him here tonight. We're going to chat about, we're actually, we started off thinking we were just going to t- chat about the Australian tour preview. We've had a bit of news today as well, and I'd like to get your take on it as well, James. Before we get into that, how are you doing today? Have you, have, have you melted? Because I hear that it's apparently like four yeah. degrees hotter than the sun. Yeah, it's, it's been really warm. I, I was burnt from yesterday anyway, and then it's just not helped today. It's been hot as well. So, but I'm all right other than that, are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I have to laugh at Ronan. Yes, Ronan, it did take me eleven minutes to Photoshop that hat on me. That's how that's how bad I am. That's how bad I am with Photoshop. Yeah, um, it's the best I could think of as well. <laughs> it's the best I could think of uh for to, to kind of convey the Australian spirit that we were going for. But uh James, delighted to hear that you're good. And uh I hope everybody over there in the UK is okay because it was kind of it's kind of weird today. I was listening to the radio and they said, uh, actually, guys, it, it was kind of like something in a movie. It was like like Dante's Peak or something. It was like, uh, it's going to get really hot out there. And yeah. there's been warnings that it might affect people's lives, that people might yeah. die from the heat. I was going, Jesus. Yeah, they're saying it on the radio all day, saying make sure you try and stay at the sun and drink more water than you usually would. It's, 
Hot. Hot. Well, is, is it not fitting, I suppose, that we are going to talk about the Australian tour soon yeah. because uh, they're going to, going to go to a few places where it will be quite quite hot and uh, there will be quite acclimatisation needed. And we will get on to that in a moment. But as I say, over the last 24 hours, there's been a bit of news. And uh, I suppose let's just start with it. Probably the one that came out of nowhere was Finn as eyes. Just a half an hour ago, until... Plymouth on loan. Are we ever going to see him in it? Like, is is that is that going to be the one where everybody says I saw Finnezaz playing Villa shirt that one time? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's what played forty five minutes for us, mm. like in some capacity with the first yeah. team, um, and that was probably also maybe down to the amount of people, the amount of uh, first teamers that weren't there. But I mean, I, I like what I saw from him on Saturday. I think he looks an intelligent little player. I thought we might see a bit more of him in in Australia, but. I think the club obviously thought um, he needs a bit more experience lower down in the leagues. I thought it might be championship, but league one it is, obviously. Um, we'll just see how he gets on there, I guess. Yeah, it's, and it's a strange one for me because, well, it's not strange. I thought he probably would go out and loan, but I just, I thought he'd go out and loan next 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 month. You know, yeah. like I thought he'd go out and loan maybe the start of the start of August or the middle of August or the end of August or something too. But as Ad says here as well, that is true. Ad says he signed a new contract as well. I don't think this is obviously his swan song and his farewell with Aston Villa. I think they're probably boxing clever in this one. And I'm kind of yeah. thinking on the spot here as, as, as we're doing this because it's only fresh off the press really. But I think the, 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 the thought process behind it is he is 22 years of age. They want to keep those spots in the in the 23s, in the under-23s. 20, it is going to be changing to under-21s, I think, as well yeah. soon, whether it's this year or next year. I can't remember. Um, yeah. But it will be changing. So that would rule him. Well, that would mean he would have to be one of our overage players if there, if that rule is still there. I actually don't know a whole pile about what that rule change is going to be. Yeah, so maybe loaning him out as well gets him 45, 40 two games or 45 games or whatever a season as opposed to like 16 games at the under-23s. Maybe it's just from a development point of view. Yeah, I mean they're protecting his value as well obviously. If, uh, mm -hmm. We don't know how long the contract is that he's signed. I imagine maybe two to three years if he's got a season out on loan now. They're thinking ahead obviously because I mean we only signed him last last summer was it? Um, he's had one, one summer. Yeah. yeah, one season out on loan already obviously League 2 Newport now he's making a step up to League 1. They're obviously thinking we get to see how he progresses. Maybe like um, Kesler Hayden, if he has a really good first, you know, four or five months, they might think about trying to step him up, fast-tracking him in January um, and see what he can do then. But obviously, as I say, protecting his value, increasing it, hopefully. Um, and we see what he's capable of, whether he, you know, goes out on loan again next season or whatever. Yeah, and I think... Like he did himself no harm at the weekend. He was one of the players who came out of it with, with lots of plaudits. You know, you could hear him. Yeah. I, I, he was a really tidy player. Like I mentioned in my post-match that uh, in my DMs and a couple of chats I've been having with people, people actually likened him. And I know that it's one game, it's one forty-five minutes against the League 2 team that had three trialists on at one given time. Yeah. At any given time, should I say. Um, but he was likened to... Thirty-year-old uh, Gareth Barry in the way that he kind of anchored that bottom of the bottom of the midfield and just kept the ball moving, yeah. kept it moving, eight to ten-yard passes and did it really slickly and was always in position. And I think that like there's a lot to be said for that discipline within that position. So if he can if he can grow in that, if he can kind of stay in that position, and you know Stephen Schumacher is the manager for um, with Plymouth at the moment. I don't know a whole pile about him, um, other than he was a guy like. I remember him when he was uh, coming through the ranks at Everton, but 
no nothing pretty much nothing about him since since yeah. he's become a manager you know maybe he's got the style that he plays i don't know i don't know what what, what to think yeah. but, um, there was one thing i found interesting because i i'm pretty sure he was sort of um, an attacking midfielder at newport was not he? i'm pretty sure he is naturally more attacking but the weekend he was playing a little bit deeper and at times he was dropping in between the defenders so obviously that's something the coaches thought you know let's see if mm-hmm. he can control a game sort of thing alongside Nakamba and Nakamba sweeping up. And he's he was sort of sitting there just playing tidy little passes. It, his positioning was quite good as well, I thought. He, he knew how to read a couple of the passes. So it was yeah. good to see. And that was the thing. He knew, like, he was he was very adept at playing a weighted pass into kind of... Yes, he was obviously able to play it into feet and things like that when players were there. But could you imagine if he was playing with Buendia or Coutinho, he was able to play that weighted pass into into yeah. almost a space. Now, I'm not saying he played it into an acre of space, but he played it into that two or three yards of space whereby a player could get turned, maybe get onto the ball. I'm not saying that they were able to turn and get running at defences, but they were able to move, move players around the place. And I think that's a skill yeah. in itself. And I don't think Douglas Luiz has that for all he does within the game. I don't think he has that ability to be able to, to play that ball, maybe three or four feet wide of a player and be on the same wavelength that the player knows he's going to do that as well because I think yeah. that's a that's that's a, an acquired talent as well but look we'll see we'll see what what, what happens from him and um, it just means I'm going to have to be going to have to find myself a Plymouth Argyle podcast and get them on a couple of yep. times during the during the during the season <laughs> and you know, I absolutely love that. So, yeah. um, once again, Plymouth Argyle, if I'm not mistaken, that's where Connor, uh, Connor Horahan went to went to uh, to to cut his teeth after he got re- got uh, released by by Sunderland. So, um, yeah. let's look if we get another Connor Horahan out of him. Uh, that'll be a success story in itself. He can come play for Ireland because he's Ireland uh, qualified as well, as we did oh. find out. We also have a new left back. I presume he's on his way, first class, feet up in the air. Uh, well, up in the air, feet laid up in first class and maybe a Qantas flight, or I don't know if they're even still an airline, on his yeah. way down to down to um, meet his old mate, Robin Olsen. But Ludwig Augustinsson is in, is done. Fee, cumulative fee, including loan, could be up to four and a half million. That's if we purchase him, but the option to buy is there for next season. And uh, I know that we're on the same wavelength of this because we've spoken about him and um, maybe even off camera as well. But um, he is, I think it's a good piece of squad construction. It's yeah. not going to knock anyone's socks off, but I think it kind of it, it solidifies an area for us that Steven Gerrard needs a particular type of player in there and needs to have. A, a certain level of quality in there that I just don't think he felt safe with with, with the Ashley Young or he didn't think that Ben Crescene would yeah. have that ability just yet. But he didn't want to block the block the the dam for him, should he say. And it yeah. does give the opportunity for Ben Crescene to, to to progress maybe in a year or 18 months' time. Yeah, that's it. As I think that I said something about this earlier. I think it was it was smart. It was the thought about Everything they've probably took into account, Chris and I, they've took into account Young. The thought yeah. we, we need to plan around that. That the thought maybe Chris and I just needs a little bit more experience, so they've gone for the loan of option to buy. Because if it comes to next summer and they think, oh, Chris and I's not quite ready still, a little bit more experience, it means we can have that option to buy 4.5 million. I think it was, did you say it's not, not a big fee? So I think it's just really smart business, and for me. It screams Johan Lang all over it. Obviously, he's worked with him before Copenhagen. So yep. it just makes sense. I think you, you have those links. I think it helps especially settle him into the squad as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all happy with that. I think it was good squad management, as you say. 
he signed him for Copenhagen as well from Gothenburg um, yeah. in 2015 after they he run ran roughshod in the Euro under under 21 championships when they won it in 2015. So he does know what he's capable of doing. Um, and uh, it's funny if you Google him and you start and you see what what uh, obviously the Swedish Norwegian um, rivalry is still there, and Augustinsson had some. Um, Actually, I don't know. It might come back to bite him in the arse because he said some choice words about Erling Haaland about him being some sort of a bitch or a baby or something. You guys can, you guys can Google it. You guys can Google it. But um, yeah, we can, uh, we can, we can take it, take that for what it's worth. Um, if he yeah. does go up against Erling Haaland at some stage this season, <laughs> uh, we also had another bit of business today, James. And once again, another player that played at the weekend at Walsall has gone out and loan, and that's uh, Sinisalo. I was have, going to have a go at pronouncing his first name. But uh, Sinisalo, the goalkeeper, has gone out on loan to Burton to be their first-choice goalkeeper. I think it's yeah. a really good deal for him. I think it's a really good deal for the club. And um, I'm a big fan of goalkeepers going down the leagues to to, to cut their teeth because especially yeah. if you're playing... Like, Burton are obviously going to play decent football. They've become synonymous with it, um, uh, with, with, with playing decent football and having kind of a, a, a colloquial kind of family-run ethos and so on like that. And obviously, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is their manager at, at the minute. They're in League One. They finished 16 out of, 16th out of 24 last season. And it's going to be a situation where he's probably going to be peppered with shots, I would say, this season. Yeah. Because they... They, they attack pretty okay, and their defense is a bit porous, what it was last season for times. So, look, have as many shots come at him as you possibly can. Yeah, and I think that is obviously what you want to see. You want to see how reliable they are shot stopping. But I also I thought there was a couple of moments on the weekend, I thought he, he had, his distribution was pretty good. He played a good ball over the top to Archer, and that's, mm. that's something that I think we need to look at, obviously, with keepers now, how good they are with their feet. I think when I think about um, the City game, last game of the season, City players knew to target Olsen when we passed it back because he's, he's not fresh. And I think you need to keep her as well as being good at shot stopping there, quick with the feet, quick with the mind, obviously, as well. And I think you you might not really get the chance to see that when he's at Burton. As you say, it's, it's probably going to be more shot stopping that you're going to see from him, but also playing game, uh, week in, week out he will have a chance to, you know, sharpen all of his skills. And I will be watching that because I think he looks a really good uh, prospecting goal. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does there. Now, I did mention that he's going to be their number one. I think he's going to be their number one. And I'm going to be honest with you. The only reason I say that is because there's a guy on Twitter called Gab Sutton. He's a young fella and he literally... I mean, this guy's encyclopedic with his EFL knowledge. He knows everything from championship down. And this guy seemed to maintain that Ben Garrett was uh, was their number one last season, but he just was deficient in a couple of areas. And he thinks that Sinisalo is going to come in and play their number one, play, yeah. play as their number one goalkeeper. So that's just my, I'm, I'm literally, <laughs> disclaimer alert, I'm robbing Gab Sutton's take on this one <laughs> because I actually couldn't tell you if Ben Garrett was good or if he was made out of duck feathers for all I know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? He's like so. So take that from, from with a pinch of salt. It is Gab Sutton's, and, and he's a great guy. And actually, I'd like to get him on the podcast if I could at some stage. If we were, if we did have a load of these loans that were going to the EFL, it would be yeah. quite nice uh, to do that as well. So it's been a lot of ins. Well, there's been one in. There's been did I say three outs? Two outs? Has it been two outs? Two outs. Um, two outs, and uh, there's uh, been people on the way to Australia as well. So um. 
bodes well for the club. There's always going to be some some outs and some loans that will come in. I'm just surprised that they've happened so early. Well, like, yeah. I'm not surprised by the goalkeeper happening so early. Um, and I just wonder as well, now we've only got two goalkeepers. So is there chatter of Jed Steer being ready to rock again? Does yeah. Philip Marshall step up, step up to the plate? We're going to need a third one. Yeah, because I mean, if you've got the one injury that you've only got two left, you always have one on the bench. Um, obviously, we really hope that Martinez doesn't get injured anyway. But yes. yeah, I think it probably it might be left to Marshall. I, I, I don't know. But we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Steer would be a good third choice for me if that was what it was. So yeah, time will yeah, tell. And as, as as everyone always says, you know, you're, you don't ever want to see your sub-goalkeeper play, never mind your third goalkeeper play anyway. Like at that stage, yeah. you're probably re-evaluating what you're, what, what you're going to do for the rest of the season if your third goalkeeper is playing for yeah. any concerted minutes or concerted period of time. So so there is that involved in, in, the, in the thought process too. Um, yeah. Right, let's get on to our Australian preview. And realistically, I suppose this is... Just what I suppose what we want to see. We're gonna and, and this is very much we haven't scripted this. We never do. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Says everybody on the other end of the on the other end of the television going, oh, fucking course you don't script it. You guys are <laughs> talking about the best of times. Uh, but we definitely haven't scripted this one. Uh, but I, I think what we'll do is we might go down through a couple of players that you think that you're looking forward to seeing that you think need to have a good tour. And obviously I will do the same as well. But before we do, there was a question here, and Ja. 007 says, you and Paddy doing a team sheet tantrum on Sunday morning. Um, Patrick likes Patrick is going to be on holidays from Thursday on, or from Wednesday or Thursday onwards, I think. So he's re- reliably informed me that it would take a band of wild horses to drag him up out of bed on Saturday morning and Sunday morning to do the team <laughs> sheet tantrum. So Patrick will not be here. I'm planning on it. I'm planning yeah. on it. Now, I have a very, very big game that I'm going to go watch Sunday myself. It's not in the final and Limerick are playing in it. And if I get a ticket to go to that, I will need to be up early in the morning. But I could be severely drunk or hungover one or the other at 4, 4.20 in the morning. So yeah, um, believe me, I'll have a crack at it. I'll have a crack at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we will see. But that it is this Saturday. This Saturday is when it all kicks off. And... Um, Kicks off this Saturday against Leeds United, um, the old four from the championship once more. And uh, a team that have, you know, there's a lot of guys that they've brought into that club. And it looks like Rafinha probably won't even be there by Saturday. But he's yep. not going to travel anyway. And obviously, no. Calvin Phillips is left. But they're going to have some names on show, uh, James. And what do you feel about, I suppose, the opposition for the game on Sunday? And and uh, does it really matter? Is it that much of a dead rubber of a preseason game? It doesn't really matter who we're playing? Um Yes and no. I think I think obviously this early in pre-season you are hoping for good results, you know, keep momentum mm-hmm. going. But obviously main thing, you're looking for fitness, sharpness, no injuries, bit of chemistry, working on your game plan for the season. And I mean, it's, they've had a few weeks off. A few of them will be rusty as it, it starts up. But I think it's a good test against Leeds, no matter if it's at an intense level or not. You're up against the better opposition than Warsaw, obviously. And we've got a game against, um, oh, what's the team name between? Is it Brisbane, Brisbane Roar? Roar? Brisbane Roar, yep. yeah. So, you know, we've got a, a game against them in between Leeds and United. So there's a bit of different opposition. But as I say, for me, um, especially last Saturday as well, it's all about getting them back sharp. Um, and now we've got more of the squad together, seeing what we can, you know, work towards game plan wise. Because I mean, I still not, 
100% sure on what the system could be next season mm. with Critchley coming in and new players. So I think that's what's interesting me, see how we set up over the next few games. I think so too. I, I, I think so too. And uh, like I mentioned there that, you know, it doesn't really matter what the opposition is on Sunday. And it absolutely does because, you know, the players are going to go on to get their hands on the Ch- Queensland Champions Cup. It's yeah. up for grabs. You know, you beat Leeds and then you, you face down the barrel against the Brisbane Roar team in their own patch in Townsville on the 20th of July. Like, that's that, that's why players suit up their boots in the morning. That's why they've yep. gone from, like, three or four-year-olds in their back garden. It's exactly where they want to be. And just like the Peace Cup and the <laughs> massive York that they gave to Jack yeah. Perry, <laughs> The yeah. size of like a double sto- a, a two story building, and um, we that would take pride of place in yeah, our in our in our trophy cabinet. It might be the only silverware we get this year, so we might as well win <laughs> yeah. it. We'll, we'll hold on, like, to that. yeah, we, we travel fifteen thousand miles around the world. We might as well win the bloody thing that we're yeah, exactly. win, you know. <laughs> um, but I think they will take it seriously. I think I think Stephen Gerrard would. Um, I think he kind of has that same sort of mentality as uh, as a Martin O'Neill in the fact that he kind of he's spiteful when he doesn't win. Um, and I don't think that's news to anybody because you yeah. just have to look at his face. His face like thunder at the best of times yeah. when, when they don't win. Uh, and I think that he will go hell for leather with it. Specifically, I think against Leeds because they will have that rest game in the middle against Brisbane Roar. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I've changed my tune from the post-match of last week. I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe more of our first team involved yeah. for at least a half on Saturday because they yeah. have been acclimatizing there. It will be almost seven days that they'll have had to acclimatize. It will be seven days because a lot of the yeah. first, the internationals are there since Sunday. They'll have had time to acclimatize and there's a good, good, good uh, tranche of them down there. So um, I'm enjoying some of the videos that they have. Like, I mean, Martinez seems to be consistently yeah. slagging Phil Coutinho and I'd be, I'm loving this. He doesn't <laughs> it's great, to care. <laughs> I, love, I love seeing all the, the, the players getting on and having a bit of banter. It's brilliant. I, I think so too. I love that. I love the way that uh, Philip Coutinho didn't really know what to do because he knew there was a camera in his face and Martinez yeah. is slagging him about the kangaroo, about being a kangaroo. And uh, I think it was a kangaroo. It could have been a wallaby. I'm sorry if there's any if there's anybody from Australia. I don't know my kangaroos from my wallabies. I do apologize. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, as I say, that was a bit of crack. And uh, you could see John McGinn there was only raring to get involved in the slagging. Of course. Right? But, uh, yeah, could break him all over get on camera to do it and uh you've seen pictures of jacob ramsey out there as well looks fit yeah. looks lean of course he is. he's a professional yeah. footballer but um really interested to see what uh what, what he's going to do but against leeds uh what's your feeling on it do you think that, that he's going to fire do you think i'm i'm backing up the right tree with that one that he's going to fire out his he's i'm not going to say his best team but approaching his best team yeah i i agree i think we'll see um kamara uh for at least a half, maybe a little bit more, 100%. We, we're, we're going to want to see it. The fans will want to see it. That's the thing. Um, as well as, obviously, the, the coaches wanting to get a good look at him. But I'm, I'm guessing nine first-teamers and a couple of uh, youth players, maybe. Particularly mm. Archer, I think. So, yeah, I expect a strong team for at least a half. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, there's one here from Ian. He says, interesting Kanza and Ming. Oh, sorry, I'll go to the first one because this is kind of a two-part. From last season, I realized the importance of pair chemistry. Watkins, Ings, Buendia, Coutinho, Coutinho. This is definitely an issue last season. And also, interestingly, Kanza and Mings, which with the fullbacks pushing up, left them more exposed and they both looked a little shell-shocked by it. Absolutely agree. I don't think we're going to see Kanza, although he he is running. He is on grass yeah. at the moment, which I think is actually absolutely staggering uh, yeah. that he's back already. Uh, I don't think we're going to see him on this tour, and if we do, I don't. Uh, I, don't yeah. I don't know what. Yeah, don't know what we do. Uh, or what the story is with him because it seems mixed messaging that, like, it seemed it was a re- it was a pretty bad enough tear, and if he yeah. back this 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 soon, absolutely fantastic. But I'd prefer to play it safe with him. I think we'll probably see Carlos and and Mings once again, and I yeah. think that they won't be afraid to move to a uh, to. I and I think Josh Feeney is the next guy up. You know, I think he yeah. really is. He looked good uh, the weekend as well. I think he just looks um, a little bit ahead of his age. I mean, I suppose you would get that. He's captain England at a uh, young age as well. Um, is it the under-17s, yes. under-16s, something like that? Yeah. He, he's one of those players that I think Gerald would love because he's good on the ball as well. He doesn't look phased under pressure. Um, it looks like he can pick, a, pick out a good pass as well as reading the game. So, you know, he's got, he's got a bit more physical development to do. He's still a young lad. But other than that, I think... He's going to be a really good player. Yeah, he's only seventeen. Like he's and yeah. he's only gone seventeen since the sixth of May. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. And he's been named on the bench uh, for for Aston Villa a couple of times as well. I wonder. I know Lamar Bogard is most likely going to be on the plane. I wonder if somebody like Sprinkles is going to be on the plane. Like, every time I see Sprinkles, I go, "Wow!" Like he yeah. could be, he could be a wrestler in the morning. You know, he's a yeah. big, tall, strong yeah. man. You know, he's he's a fully grown man. You know, yeah. at the age of eighteen, nineteen. Um, yeah. So I wonder if they're going to be down there as well. And I know he can't take everyone, but uh, it's um, it'll be interesting to see. I haven't seen a squad list that has travelled to Australia announced no. yet. No. And I know Ashley Priest is on his way down at the moment. I'm hoping that we would get some info from him because uh, that lucky bastard's after getting a trip to Australia. I know yeah. it's work, but still. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he goes. I hope it goes well, though. I hope uh, I hope yeah. we get some good good bits and pieces from um from the Birmingham Mail because I I, I like Ashley. I like the stuff that he puts out. I actually, I like a, a lot of the the a lot of the the, the fact based stuff that the Birmingham Mail puts out. Uh, I like and a lot of the analysis stuff. I like. Yeah, me too. I think he's a. He seems like a good bloke. Uh, there's a lot of talk about him on Twitter all the time, but I think he's great. I like his content, and he's. Totally. I think he just seems honest. He just says what he what he knows. So yeah. 100%. We've had him on the podcast here as well before and, and like before and afterwards. God, I must have been about an hour and a half talking to him about uh, I think he's got Irish Irish uh, heritage and stuff like that and you know, I just felt he was just a real don't don't honest guy. What you see is what you get and you got to appreciate that too. So Ashley, if you're watching, keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Yeah, Really appreciate you. Um, so we move on to Brisbane Roar and Brisbane Roar is the next game. Um What's the story? Like, no one really knows what to think of in that game, but I do think that that's probably a game for the likes of 
uh, the Cameron Archers might start, they might get a bag full. Um, you know, it might be one that maybe a Danny Ings gets it going to maybe get the all shooting mechanisms going again. What would you do if you were in Steve, Stephen Gerrard's boots? Because it's only coming three days off the back of playing against Leeds. And I would imagine they're going to go full tilt and have a good rattle at Man United um, yeah. to finish out the, the, the preseason as well. I think we'll see a bit more of um, the fringe players again, maybe. Uh, maybe a bit more of Traore. I think we might even see um, Tim. Um, maybe. Oh, yes. Yeah, because because I mean, he, he flew out last week as well, I think, um, alongside with Carney and that. And Carney. I think he, um, he would be someone that we might see play in that one because it'd be that sort of level. I think you'd want to see what he can do. Um, oh, well, we know what he can do, but in amongst you know all the other different players that are playing, I, 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 I am interested to see what we do with him this season because obviously there's a lot of talk about Lowens, but I personally really like him. I'd have him as second option behind Kamara, but this is also I don't again know what the system is. This is I was going to say, I think mm-hmm. against Brisbane might be something where we see a bit of a tinkering if he's got all because he. As I've said before, Gerard talks about adaptability. So if he's got a plan B, that might be a game where we, we see it tested out as alongside playing, you know, some of the youth players or fringe players. So I think that's one to watch for that. I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, we didn't we didn't script this beforehand, but we are in the same wavelength more often than that, myself and James. And <laughs> and I believe that too. Um like I'm not one hundred percent certain that the Tim shouldn't be then and look I know people are going to say well what do I have this to base, base this on um, but just based on the conversations I've had with people in the academy and if you haven't listened to the to the um, academy of EFC conversation I had it's on the audio podcast it's on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast it's up there I don't have it on YouTube and there's a couple of reasons for that but um, uh, as I say if you haven't haven't listened to it he speaks absolutely glowingly of Tim Urugboom and he says that essentially, like, you know, you look at Carney, you know, Carney can do it. And then you look at Tim and you go, my God, this guy shouldn't be here either. He is just ridiculous. And he said yeah. that he's one of the players that, like, got people excited as well watching the 18s and, and uh, watching the 23s on a week-in, week-out basis. And he could 100% see why he was fast-tracked into the team. Yeah. Um, and, I, and what I'm getting at there is that um, maybe we're not even 100% sure that he isn't number two behind behind Kamara over somebody like Marvellous Nakamba because yeah, exactly. Marvellous Nakamba is good. He's good, yeah. but he does have these glaring glaring um, deficiencies. Yeah, yeah. He's got boundaries, I think. Yeah, when it that's comes the to, word I wanted to use. Yeah, when it comes to his ball playing, I think he can play a, a nice... Even if it's a line-breaking five-yard pass, but when it comes to range, I don't think he's got it. Whereas Tim, I see that. And I also mm. see the defensive ability at, at, at 19, is it 19? And he, he's that good already. So I I think that he will be here for the season, you know. I think so. it depends on if we get, because uh, we spoke about Augustinson coming in as well. I think that's very much a push to can down the road as well with the money that we're going to pay for him. Yeah. Because it's only something like 500 grand to get a player in of that quality, like an international 500 grand on loan. I think you have to take that, yeah. specifically when you're in squad building phase. I think that gives you more money, maybe that if you're trying, if you're bidding for a player and if you're getting gazumped for him, like I'm going to just throw out names here. I don't know if they're linked or whatever, like a Sangare, like, uh, like, look, hey, even an Alex Oxley Chamberlain, as I've mentioned before, I don't think yeah. there's much gazumping going on there. But if you wanted to sweeten the deal for Liverpool to get to get him to let let him go or something like that, this gives you an extra four or five 
six million, whatever case it was, um, which yeah. I think is is uh, is needed because the money pit won't be there forever. Like you know, yeah. it's uh, it's not going to be there forever. But I think that Tim, I think Tim, you, you do make a good point there. But I think that Tim's future will be dictated by what we do because there will be there will have to be players in that room that would go out. Yeah, I'd be disappointed if we went into the into the league season without at least one more name in there. I just think it would it, it was a stale room last season, and I think Kamara coming in does freshen up the one area that they were deficient in. But I still think it would be stale from a creativity point of yeah. view, and um and that's something that would I'd be a bit disappointed in if we didn't bring in at least one more name in there. Yeah, I've thought for a while now that it'd be two midfielders, one being a, a specialist six, which we've got in Kamara and brilliant deal in it as well a free agent which is still i can't get over that and then i think the second one that we'll see would be an eight maybe an eight six hybrid depending on what we want to be but it'll be someone for me that's good at winning the ball whether it's pressuring or intercepting he's good on the ball can keep it ticking also progress it in that's quite a you know small criteria to find and i think you're looking at possibly expensive players but We've, you know, we've not spent too much, if you know what I mean. We've spent 26 on Carlos. We've spent, what, what half a million, million in the uh, Augustinson, um, 17 million on Coutinho, and obviously free agent Kamara and how much was Olsen? Uh, Olsen, I think, I don't know. Was it, it was free? It was only a couple of million, it wasn't yeah. anything. Jeez, so, we, could, we could nearly afford that ourselves, James. <laughs> yeah, so I think we... Especially because we don't really know who's outgoing either. It could happen late in the window. She's everything. I think it depends what comes available. It depends who leaves. It, there's a lot, I think, that could happen late-ish. I know that Gerard and the staff won't want to leave it too late. They don't like late business. But sometimes it is what happens and what's available. So, yeah, we'll see. But I, I, I genuinely do think it, there will be another midfielder coming in, 100%. Yeah. I, and for me, for my own, and you know, it's all about me. You know, it's all about what I feel. If I feel happy <laughs> about it, and that's all the, re- the club should be building their hopes and dreams around, and I, yeah. I feel a bit more comfortable going into the season with somebody. And I'm not saying that it has to be a fifty million pound signing of, uh, you know, somebody. I, I I can't even think of somebody off the top of my head there. And like, don't go. Hey, there's eighty million for Casemiro. I'm not looking for something yeah. like that. I'm just yeah. thinking that if somebody comes in with a skill set that can complement people around there, that's or that that's a bit different or something I could see fitting in there, I think I'd be a bit more happy because the staleness doesn't come from the fact we've got bad players because I think that every single one of those players can play at Premier League level. I genu- or Sorry, at a Champions League level. I think you drop any of those... Like, Morgan Sanson has proven he can play at a cha- Champions League level because he's done it. Um, I think Dougie Louise can play. I think they all can. But what yeah. I think is there's staleness in there because they've all been together and a lot of them have been there together and... You know, sometimes you just need to freshen that up because um, yeah. styles make fights and maybe they're all a bit samey, I think. In yeah, I think instance. there was a slight imbalance in a way for the season, wasn't there? I think there was a mm. lot of people that could do the same and there was some people that we were lacking in areas that we needed control. So, yeah, I think there could be a couple of switches that happen. Someone may be going out, someone may be coming in. Yeah. Just wait and see, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, and then last game, last but not least, and I think one that... like. Manchester United, minus Cristiano Ronaldo, with yeah. a new manager, in a bit of turmoil, not making the signings that everyone predicted them to do, to go and blow a lot of cash, struggling to, to entice Frankie de Jong. Signed a left-back, Mar- 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 Messia from um, yeah. Feyenoord. I don't even think that's fully done yet. 
I'm I think they wrong in that one. I think they did announce it, yeah. But I'm I might be wrong. I, I can't remember whether they were sending him out online straight away or not, but I'm pretty sure they announced him. Um, he's a good player, but yeah. you know, it was when he came out of left field uh, yeah. for them. And Jesus, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I'm not even a United fan, but God, I nearly need to take all my eyes and wash them in a bowl of water every time Alex Tellez plays because he is useless yeah. at Premier League level. Uh, he just, well, sorry, I'm not going to say he's useless. He's better than me. But God, if he was our <laughs> left back, he would drive me mental watching yeah. him play. Um, I just, I really dislike watching him play. Um, I don't know what it is, but um, so <laughs> maybe they've they've got a succession plan for him. But it's, uh, I, I think Stephen Gerrard is going to go all out in that game. And I think yeah. he'll want to win it because I think for him that would like Villa and United have the thing where United do have the hex over Villa. You know, yeah. Villa are going to be playing them and going to be in a more stable position. No Ronaldo players coming back off international duty like ourselves, but they have more players coming back off international duty and they're trying to install a new, a brand new system for the first time under Ten Hag. So it'd be really interesting to see what way that one goes. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, growing up, the amount of Ever people that I knew that were United fans that, that they were glory hunters 100%. They went from Arsenal to United, and all I kept hearing was every time they beat us, is <laughs> and I hated it for years. I, and I just can't stand United. Um, I love every time we beat them, I love it, yes, yeah. and that's not very often. So if we can beat them in, uh, in Australia, yeah, I'd take that 100%. And as you say, especially because that's second to last game of pre season. Yep. You're looking then to be gaining that momentum and being at almost at you know top level of fitness sharpness. So, and obviously, as I said before, your game plans are starting to come together. So that that'll be a good game to watch, I think. And uh, yeah. I think we'll get a good sort of gauge of what we might see at the start of the season, lineup wise as well. So yeah, mm. looking forward to that. Well, some breaking news. We might be somebody that we may not even have. Or well, we will because I think it, it will look like they they're trying to sign him on some sort of um and so sort of a, a pre contract agreement. But there you go. There's Fabrizio Romano tweeting that Barcelona have serious interest in English talent. Carly Chukwueka. I would imagine they would, considering he's one of the best under 19s in the whole entire world at the moment. Um, but he's well, sorry at his age group he is anyway. He's appreciated as a player with huge potential in the player in the final year of his contract with Aston Villa and will be available for a FIFA training compensation in January. And that drives me scatty. Yeah. The fact that we would get that they, a team like that would get him at pennies on the dollar. And I genuine like I'm not going to sit here and wave my arms up and down, but I would have a little moan and a rant at the club for yeah. this. Um, and look, I know they've been trying. 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 I know they've tried absolutely everything. And sometimes you just can't just, you can bring bring a horse to water and you can't make a drink. But it like when you see, and I'm going to keep saying it, when you see Romeo Lavia going for 14, 15, 16, 17 million, and he could turn out to be a better player than Chuck Omeka. Yeah. When you see that we've got one and we get, and they get him for like two, three, four million, it fuck, oh my God, it just, it's yeah. like, pull my eyelashes out. Drives me it mental. Is. It's frustrating, you know, you, if you've got a great academy and you've got some real superstars by the looks, potential-wise, you don't want to lose them, but I suppose you don't win every battle. Um, no. I'm wondering what route they want to take of it. I thought that if he wasn't going to sign a new contact, I thought they might sell him this summer and get a, a better fee for him than compensation would get us. But I, I wonder whether they're going to chance it and try and convince him through the season. It's a dangerous game, but it, five sub rule this season. Mm -hmm. um, competitions that we want to stay in for the long run. 
suppose you just wait and see. Um, I would be gutted to lose him. Uh, of course, he, if he goes on to become something big, which it looks like he could be, you, you would be really regretful. But Perslow himself was a massive fan. I think it's only a year ago that he said he's the best under-18 prospect. Best in under-16. Yeah. Under-16. And it is, you just think, well, they must have thrown everything at it, but one of those, if his head's turned or if he's not getting what he thinks he deserves game time-wise, which I think he's got every right, he backs himself. Um, it is what it is at times, frustrating, but you have to move on. Yeah, and look, I suppose Barcelona have the allure of a club that, that like Barcelona, but like, if a lot's to be believed, they don't seem to be paying their players at the minute. So yeah. I think there's a lot more made out of that because I think there's some willful kind of... Uh, forgetting to mention that they are fully aware they've got these things called economic levers that they're going to pull at certain times that will allow them to like essentially free up the bonds like 700 million or something like that but it's it's done on a municipal basis or something it's done done in conjunction with the municipality or something i've read in read into it but it's very complex and i don't understand an awful lot of it and because of the ownership structure that barcelona have essentially being fan-owned and yeah. things like that. But they've got these economic levers they talk about and that they will uh, activate as many of them as needs be. So when you see people talking about Frankie de Jong being out 29 million and this person being out 17 million and this, you know, they will activate those levers over yeah. the course of the summer. And um, as I say, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm going to stop talking about it because I'll say something that's completely incorrect if I start talking about it because I just don't fully understand it uh, as well. Um so yeah, so look, I think we're pretty stocked. If you okay, so what if, what three players do you think have the most to gain from this trip to Australia? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I think I would automatically say Kamara because it's a good chance for him to settle in with the squad. Um, Carlos has already had a little bit of time. But I'd probably also say him as well, because if them two can both link up some chemistry, because, I mean, they'll be playing really close together. I I personally think Kamara will be dropping in. So that from the back is going to be important. So I think those two, I want to say Archer, because I think this is his time to prove what he can do around the first team. If he can, you know, work hard, look like he's got it, he could be staying around for at least until January, which is what I want to happen anyway. I like it. I, I think Gerard will want at least three forwards going into the season. And for me, he saves a lot of money. He's a natural. He can do with working on his link-up play, but a natural goal scorer like that is just it's gold dust. And I think if he can prove that this pre-season, I think it could be a really big breakthrough season for him. Yeah, they're, they're an interesting three. I'm going to throw three completely different people at you. And I think this... I, I think that the players that have the most to gain from this are um, Danny Ings. I think Danny Ings has a lot to gain um, from going on tour. He's coming off a season whereby things went okay only. I would say he would give himself a five and a half out of ten, six out of ten for the season. Yeah. And, and I think that's probably a fair marking to give himself. I think Emi Buendia has a lot to, get, lot to uh, gain from this because 
I think there will be times that they play with, with two nines, one ten, and I think there'll be times they play with two tens, one nine. And yeah. can he show that he is at that level, that exact same level as an on-form Philippe Coutinho? Now, will Philippe Coutinho be on-form, I suppose, is another question, but that's not the question I asked. And then the <laughs> last person I have is Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey yeah, has, like, where in the Ballon d'Or does he want us to inscribe his name? At this stage, after, <laughs> yeah. the game against, after the first half against Walsall, no, uh, that's tongue in cheek. I suppose he was good. He was good against against uh, Walsall, but I think that he can really build upon. Um, he can really build upon that uh, through the off season. I think he needs that. I think. I think we we could see him heavily featured in all three games, Leon Bailey, yeah. because I think they want to kind of have a look at him and say, all right, can you play three games in seven days and not break down? Or can yeah. you at least play 45 minutes three uh, you know, uh, over the course of seven days, three times over the course of seven days and not break down? And can you be influential? And what can yeah. you do? He's going to be used to playing in the heat. God knows he's playing in the, in the CONCACAF or, or what is it? Yeah, Comic Ball? Yeah. Whichever one. Tom. Anyway, he's, yeah. he's played um, in that one. The one that yeah, he's played. He's played he's played in, in, in the in the Caribbean for long enough, you know, so he's able, he's used to playing in the heat. Um, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see if he can build upon that because, like, you can't buy his pace. Well, sorry, you can buy his pace because we did, we did buy it. You can't teach his pace um, yeah. that he has. And, you know, he's, he has got a trick, and um, I think that he has an awful lot to gain from that. So Ings, Buendia, and, and Bailey, and that, and I'm loving the fact that there's three attacking options that we have to prove themselves. And who do you think, on the flip side, who do you think is the most to lose from uh, from this, uh, this preseason? Um... The, the fringe players, obviously, they, they're either fighting for a chance to stay or they're in the shop window. Um, Troy Ori instantly popped into my head when you said that because I think mm-hmm. he actually looked quite good against Warsaw. There was some tracking back that I've seen from him that I've never seen before and I was really shocked by it. So he's either vying for a move or he's trying to get his place back in the team because any player would want to stay in the Premier League, of course. Um, so I think if, if it could have a good run, it could still be in the reckoning because, I mean... If we lose, we've lost Trezeguet. If we lose Traore, then I'm pretty sure El Ghazi will go as well. We've only got Bailey as a wide option, which, you know, I know we don't play naturally wide up front, but you want to have a couple of options as a change because if things aren't going right, you need a different approach. Um, So I think Traore would be one there that I'm thinking, let's see what happens with him because I think he's been given a chance, hasn't he, this preseason to... To impress, yeah. so that would be my shout for that. I have a couple of guys, uh, and I agree with you in um, in in, in Traoria, but once again, I'm going to go with three different ones. I think Freddie Gilbert. I don't know what kind of mentality Freddie Gilbert has. Yeah. I don't know whether he. Uh, I I have, you know, I have no reason not to believe the times he gets frustrated and goes fuck this semi out on loan, and I think that's probably what happened last season. And look, he's well within his rights to if he, if he wants game time. But if he's on the plane, if he's on the plane down here, I think his temperament is uh, is going to be under test, specifically with a new manager. And uh, he the the way that he would lose out here is that he wouldn't be the the second choice right back, um, yeah. or maybe even push Maddie Cash because we know he's good. But it, it's it's really about what does he want to do? Does he understand what his role is with the team? So I think he's number one. I think number two for me is somebody we've mentioned previously. I think Marvelous Nakamba has a bit to lose with regards to yeah. this. I don't think Douglas Lewis is going to go anywhere now with AC Milan are out, out of the out of bidding for him. Well, it seems like they're out on him. They, they, I, I think he's 
I think he's going to stay. Now, obviously, his contract details and stuff like that are still up in the air. Will he sign a new one? I, it seems to be that he isn't. But then again, it seems that he hasn't been offered one yet. Yeah. So do Villa look to cash in with him and try and find a buyer for him? But I think uh, I, I'm going to leave him out of it because I think that they, I think that he's worth keeping around. But I think I think Nakamba could be somebody that could play himself out of favour with yeah. uh, with Steven Gerrard. And then the last person that I that uh, that that I have is and it's completely just escaped my mind. Um, so who's that? What did I say? Freddie Gilbert, uh, marvelous Nakamba, and um, it's gone. It's gone. Oh yeah, and Danny Ings. I was going to have yeah. Danny Ings in both pa- in both places. I think that Danny Ings needs to start scoring. He needs to start scoring in friendly games. Yes, he needs yeah. to start, but he ne- he needs to do more than just score goals. He needs to he needs to be that Danny Ings like we saw against against Everton as well last year. That game against Everton where Leon Bailey got the two goals. Danny Ings was amazing that day. He was yeah. everywhere and every grade of black played the grass in the field. And I think he's going to need to show his work around the field like that because um, you know, he is somebody the club could cash in on. You know, there are people that want him, the likes of Brighton want him and so on. I don't yeah. think he's going to be sold, but it could be a two it could be a two horse race for that striker's role. Um okay, yes, I am pushing Cameron Cameron Archer to the side, but the two senior strikers there are going to get a shot at being the being the starting striker. Danny Ings, I think, could be somebody that might, uh, you know, he should be scoring goals on a preseason yeah. too. And, yeah. uh, and fingers crossed he does because he does look in good, sh- good shape and he did, did, does look sharp from some of the videos that we see from him in training. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's more of a complete forward than Watkins if, going off previous seasons because he, he, he likes to drop deep like Ollie does, but he's a bit better on the ball. It's just we didn't see it consistently last season, but mm. I've said this many times. We didn't see a lot of consistency last season from any player. Cash yeah. uh, is up there and Ramsey's up there with consistency. It was just a bit, you know, inconsistent all over. But Ings is at that stage in his career where he's at his peak. You know, he's it, it, probably only going to decline from now. I think, um, but he's still got plenty of plenty of go in him. He, he's a goal scorer. And he's good at link up. We did see some good link up between him and Watkins at times, just not enough. If I if I can forge a partnership in those games where we are two up top, not many teams have two strikers like Watkins and Ings, let alone having an archer that's coming through as well. So yeah, I think you're right. Ings does have a big shot at you know improving this season. Yeah, and and it'll be all eyes on him. I think for me anyway, specifically. When uh when we do uh when I hopefully wake up at four or stupid mm-hmm. in the morning on Sunday yeah. to try and do something, he will definitely figure very much in my team sheet tantrum if I do make it. Um, guys, thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, I know you've been with me for the last however many days that we've been doing podcasts, but I really enjoy it. And uh, you guys have been a, a great comfort to me in my time of need while I've been isolating here. I am gonna break free Nelson Mandela style tomorrow. Um, I will have a speech. There will be congregating press around and everything to hear my freedom speech from my isolation chamber. Um, but uh, I am looking forward to, to to seeing daylight again tomorrow. But um, thanks so much, everybody, for uh, watching today. And, and I hope you did enjoy it. And thank you so much as well, James, for popping on. Uh, James is going to be coming back uh, as many times as he wants to over the course of the, the, yeah. the next season. So I really enjoy talking to him. And, and don't worry. 
we're not pushing Paddy out to pasture at all. Yeah, <laughs> Paddy's Paddy's away at work this evening as well, so we will have a lot of three three ways. Three, I was going to call threesomes, but I don't know. Will YouTube take it down for talking about that? Um, yeah, gray area, <laughs> gray area is right. Gray area, um, <laughs> but uh, we will have uh, things like that coming up in the in in the course of the the, the upcoming season, guys. There's 117 of you watching. I really appreciate that. Can we get some thumbs up? And, and the video uh, as well. I'd, I'd love that too. Uh, that would really help us. It's just click the thumbs up button if you like it. Really helps the algorithm as well. And uh, don't forget about our audio podcast too because the audio podcast, we have um, the, there's a Jaden Philogene Bidace piece up there in the audio podcast. And there's also a piece on the Academy up there as well. So if you haven't listened to it, give it a listen. I will find a way to pop them up or I will pop them up on YouTube at a later date. Um, but I just don't know when. There, there's there's reasons for it which uh, which which uh, can't be disclosed just yet. But um, uh, we will uh, try and get them up at, at a later date. So if you want to listen to them, go listen to them specifically. The Academy one, because that was a really interesting conversation with um, with uh, at Academy AVFC on Twitter. Um, it was a mine of information. So thanks very much, everybody, once again. Monday. Coming up on 10 o'clock, it's been an absolutely roasting hot day and the Lionesses are after kicking seven shades out of Norway um, somewhere along the line as well. I don't know what it finished up, whether it was six or seven. Eight nil. Nil. So, was it eight nil? Well, yeah. then, you know, that that deserves a celebratory brew, brew for any of you over there in England. So uh, crack it open and, uh, and, and and toast to the Lionesses as well because it looks like that they're going to be the, the, the team to beat in, in the European Championships this season as well for, in, within the women's game. So thanks a million, everybody. That's Monday in the bag we will we will be back again uh before the end of the week maybe once or twice before the end of the week and as i say i will endeavor to do a team sheet tantrum for any of you night owls or early birds whatever we want to call it it will be up on saturday or sunday morning so thanks very much everybody for everything you do stay safe stay healthy and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.